Welcome to the fundamental interconnectedness of all, all things. things. This is Jeremy. This is Han Solo. Han Solo and Jeremy live from the basement of the fundamental of interconnectedness. You know, have you listened to any of our podcasts? Who, me? No. No. Ooh, I'm terrible. Yeah, I've got them up. Uh, I'm going to wait until we, we produce the perfect one, and then I'm going to listen to that one. The last one that's up there is actually pretty funny. Is that what we're aiming for? Uh, Comedy? Uh, entertainment. It's entertaining. Here, you want a bottle opener? That was mine. Oh. But thank you. You can open this one. Shua! We've got some Bigfoot uh, uh, barley wine here. Uh, so 17,000% alcohol by volume. Let me try to <laughs> let me try to remember. We're, we're, I, think we're, I think we're on iTunes. I think I successfully got us on iTunes. You mean people can buy this? No, no, no. no. It's free. It's only 99 cents, kids. Oh, it's perfectly free. Uh, and you and get a free Pez dispenser when you buy three issues. We're at another issues. place called Podomatic. Mm. Smiling uh, uh, reggae girls, smiling girls, reggae podcast. Oh yeah, Podomatic is huge. They've got they, uh, DJ Nick Nice from Madison, Wisconsin's on Podomatic. Um, and we're on red-cat.org. But I mean, really, I, I've looked at some of the statistics. I swear to God, maybe four people have listened to us. Well, hey, what did they think? Did they leave some messages? There's no comments. I got got a lot of friends on Podomatic. No woots? No, no shout-outs for the show. No, like, That's because I haven't listened to them. (laughs) Wrote anything. So it's been about a month. uh, I think it was about a month ago I put together our last podcast. It's a lot of work. It's been a while. I've been a little busy. Well, we've even got, I've even got probably two shows worth sitting on my hard drive. Holy crap. Yeah. Well, the last episode we did, which... I don't know if this one's going to come before or after it. Uh, is uh, it, it's an hour and forty-five minutes. One, one podcast. So what I was actually thinking about doing with that one is cutting it in half. Yeah, hell yeah. The last forty-five minutes is basically me falling asleep and you ranting and raving about uh, corporations. I, I got a little which, pissy at the last one. I know. Which is, you know, it's a good topic. No, and, it's uh, bullshit. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be uh, <laughs> fussy like that about that. It's, so it's, it's life, you know. Happiness. What the hell? We've kind of upgraded our technology a little bit. We're feeding into one computer, whereas the last podcast we're feeding into two different computers. And trying to marry the two soundtracks together. We're not going to drop eighths of a second oh, here and there. It's a pain in the ass putting this shit together. Kind yeah, like, like editing. You know, if you actually, I, I got to say though, and I don't want to. You're the editor. I don't want to. I mean, I He's don't want to be, uh, uh, you know, egotistical or anything. But I put that last one together. It sounds great because the first two that we did was with that camcorder oh. and with the microphone, <laughs> and it's just like fuzzy and echoey and whatever. And this is for the people in the third world who have a kerosene-powered <laughs> record player. <laughs> a pretty neat. Umbrella, but oh, I, a little green Rosetta. I put the last one together, and it has very decent audio quality. I put some great songs behind it, and I overdubbed some sounds. Like, for example, we had uh, Fred and Barney smoking cigarettes. Well, I actually downloaded that YouTube clip, and I ripped <laughs> I the feel audio out. Bad about uh, <laughs> why don't we go around back and have a nice Winston? And so I actually found myself. Uh, out of podcasts to listen to at work because typically I work and I kind of get into a groove where I don't really talk to anybody. I don't need to answer my phone. I just need to do my work. And at that time, I'll put on podcasts. And I was out of my regular podcast. So I actually put all of podcasts in. And I actually found myself laughing out loud. Wow. So... Very cool. Maybe we can recreate. Well, because you can relate to the topics that are uh, being discussed, probably. It was the episode all about the party. 
Oh, so the one about oh. And, um, so did you? You should you should download that one and put it on like the server at, at work because it's probably related to the bunch of guys that you work with. Eh? It's just stories. No, no all names. All the guys. names have been. Uh, all the parts have been changed <laughs> to protect the innocent. You know who you are, though. Anyways, uh, I, I I had some topics uh, a Line few up. weeks ago. Oh. Uh, we could probably, you know, dig those out of the recess. I actually kind of feel like we just had some people over the house, and I really feel like we kind of podcasted already. Well, I mean, I, I, we I got felt in kind of a little bit uncomfortable almost because it was kind of like, you know, the the the, 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 the somehow the, the there was a little bit of social tension, kind of. But I always kind of feel that way. I guess. Yeah, it's pretty. I don't know if I'm going to be able to call this barley wine. But no, it, it was good. It, it, I warmed up to it, you know. And well, we had our Walmart discussion. We had some corporate discussions. I kind of got shut down on that though, because like Jenny kind of put me in my place about that, and I, you know, I agree with that. I mean, it's, it's not that bad. Well, I, mean, I, I have kind of a, a personal problem with it, but you know what? I used to shop. At I actually did, and I didn't oh, really I think. Too much, I didn't think too much about it. I was like, yeah, it's just a store, and it's, it's just true a store, and everything's three cents cheaper. Have you ever noticed that? Everything at Walmart is nineteen ninety seven, or twenty nine ninety seven, or fifteen ninety seven. If you go to uh, you know, like Target, it's all. Although, whatever. in addition to that, oh. they do that. Uh, they do that price thing where they say, oh, you come on in and get a uh, amplifier for twelve twenty one ninety five or whatever. You go in and they're like, oh. These other ones for fifty nine forty seven, you know, and so you you know, and these guys, people come in there and they're they're looking to buy their first MP3 player. They don't know anything about it, so they're you know, listen. Oh, okay, well, I guess if you don't have that one, and and I'm kind of a Walmart guy, you know, I buy everything at Walmart, so they go ahead and buy it there. I mean, but, the gist, so what? You know, the gist of the conversation that we had. I mean, basically, for the, for the four people that are listening to this show. Uh, you probably have kind of the same mindset as us. You probably already have the anti-Walmart, but it was kind of a pessimistic, you know, they're all the same. Target's the same, Shopkins the same, Menard. It's a big line Target, of goods from China. Or, I mean, like, uh, Home Depot, or all Taiwan, Best Buy, Circuit City, all of those places. I mean, if they could get the market share that Target had, reduce their, sorry, Walmart, or reduce their bottom line like uh, Walmart has, they would, so you know, it's kind of a. But you know, I think pessimistically, it's kind of a. Okay, but but what, when you really when you if you if you examine it, Jeremy yourself, what is your particular individual beef with Walmart? Why do you choose to kind of not shop there? Not to kind of not shop, but just not shop there, and you you have, get kind of a bad taste in your mouth. You have, have kind of a like when you when you even see the sign, you kind of go somewhere in your mind where you're like, ooh, you kind of have this. Kind of feel dirty a little bit. Why do you feel that? It's so hard to say. I mean, it maybe it's the way the store's laid out. Uh, maybe it's their business practices in the other nations, the way they kind of exploit their foreign work uh, market. But you know, it's really hard to say because I try to have these debates with people at work, and I, like I, I've said well, you earlier, you can't win. You can't win. You can't win. No, no. You, it's a lose-lose yep. uh, argument. But as I was saying earlier, I've got this but guy. Who's see, the thing is, you have to have a personal well, wait. strength of why you know why you're feeling that way about it. So, you, all right, go ahead. Sorry. So, the, the, this guy that I I work with, he's just in love with Walmart. Walmart is like a religion. It's a thing uh, of beauty for him. They, 
we, he lives in this little tiny town. And this All is praise Sam Walton. It is kind of, it's kind of like, he lives in Beaver Dam, Wisconsin. Beaver Dam is not that big. So it probably at one point had a lot of local shops, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, mom and pop stores, mom and pop hardware stores, hardware, etc. Sure. And so this gigantic super Walmart opens up and it's got, it's got grocery, it's got clothes, it's got tire changing, it's got oil changing. Hey, we're bringing a lot of jobs into your town. Probably hey, has, all these high school girls can stand there at the checkout line. Probably and has, the old guys can stand there in hand carts with smiley faces. It probably has a dentist in there, uh, you know, haircut <laughs> chiropractic. Play, chiropractor. Oh, have your baby at Walmart. And so, like, his ideal Saturday Saturday day is to go to Walmart and shop all day. Pick all the clothes, go grocery shopping, change the tires, uh, get an oil change, yada, yada, yada. So anyways, we've been into this discussion where he's like, you know, fine. You go to Target and spend two bucks more per product. Have at it. I'm going to go to Walmart and I'm going to save two dollars per product. And when you kind of try to argue with that capitalistic mentality, you can't. You lose because our society is is based on capitalism. I work yep. so that I have money so that I can pay for things. <clears throat> uh, I'm actually, and that kind of brings up a different topic because. I'm not entirely satisfied with what I do. Now, I'm not at the point where you are, where you're totally disgruntled with your job. You're done. You're buying your own business. But I'm kind of at the point where, like, I know I could care a lot more about something. But it's not necessarily what I'm doing. Because what I'm doing is not serving my own creativity, maybe my community, uh, and my own well-being. It's I'm doing something for the state of Wisconsin. I, so I work for the state, and when you work for the state, it's all about politics and bureaucracy. So you, you, you tend to do things to satisfy a political end. Politician gets into office and says, and I work in IT, so they're going to say, we're going to save $8 million this year in IT by doing X, Y, and Z. So that's great. That's great political talk. But when you get to like the lower levels, the technician level, and they say, this is what we're going to do, you may look at it and be like, well, that doesn't make any sense. You know, great. We're going to save money. We're not going to. We're not going to buy eight million dollars worth of hardware. But what we're going to do is we're going to hire eight million dollars worth of contractors to help us implement this solution. Okay, but then you're you're creating and, jobs. Yeah, you're creating jobs. But then there, you bring in that whole contractor dilemma as to contractors typically don't get paid vacation, paid sick time, paid benefits, uh, health care, etc. Whereas a state full-time employee does get those benefits. And the tendency is to believe that, from my standpoint, I believe that those things are a basic right. There's yeah, no but reason you said that, you that $8 million able... worth of hardware, who would who would be getting the the, uh, the benefit from that $8 million worth of hardware? China, because you'd probably be getting all this computer you equipment from China. You can't get All these servers and whatnot, right? You can't get your hardware from anywhere but China. I mean, if you look at where... If you look at or the, Japan, right? We, we, we buy it from IBM, and IBM's an American company, but all that shit comes right. from China, period. End of story. So, uh, yeah. Okay, so, all right. I, I started out by asking you what you know what your personal beef, beef was. Beef is with Walmart. Okay, and, and you brought you know, up some I, good points right in the I beginning there. I don't even there. know what my personal beef well, is Well, no, with you brought Walmart up some good points about, you know, you, you, you feel bad about, uh, you know, giving your money to this big, big, big corporation that kind of farms out the jobs and, and all the goods that are produced overseas and and, uh, and and whatnot. And I think that that's kind of what's been bubbling up in me for a while about the about the whole business plan of the United States. Now, it works great. It's You know, the United States is the best country on the earth, as far as I'm concerned. But the problem is, is that it's gone kind of too far. 
The businesses have gotten too big, and now they're becoming international even. And there's there's no, well, this is this sounds like a stereotypical thing, but there's no personalization. Okay, there's no, like you you go to the store and you buy something, and the money goes to another country basically. Okay, so yeah, that's where all our money is going. So if you if you start focusing more on on that business plan, that would be keeping the money in, in our neighborhood, in our community, okay? And you start to know your customers a little more, okay? That's that's where I think business is supposed to go. Let me ask it's you this. It's supposed to serve the, the community, not necessarily just make money off of it. I mean, business is about making money, but it's not just about sucking as much money as you possibly can at the, you know, selling the most amount of shit for the least amount of price just to make the most amount of profits for your investors. Because business is not about the okay. investors as far as I'm concerned. It's about providing a service for the people that buy your stuff. Let me ask you this then. You just bought a business and you're going to be starting this business in a month or so, whatever. You're going to have a store. And I think this is how Sam Walton probably started out. He had a store. And then he said, okay, I'm on the east side. I got a store. It's doing pretty good. I'm going to open up a store on the west side. He opens up a store on the west side. That's doing pretty good. People love his products. People love the stuff he's doing. For whatever reason, he's able to offer a lower price. Or and I know exactly where you're going. Or maybe he's just when does got, it stop, Maybe right? he's very service-oriented. Okay, okay. And I, then you know he opens a store I think in Milwaukee, we talked about this last Chicago, week. and Ohio. Yep, 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 yep. And it gets bigger, bigger, okay. bigger. All right, I have a rebuttal without even you finishing it. Okay. Because I know what you're going to say, and I think we talked about it before. Here it is. We learn from the past. People that live in the present with their eyes open to the future, but keeping their mind on the past and learning from the past, okay? We have gone through this industrial revolution, okay, in terms of um, um, uh, machining, uh, you know, producing goods, manufacturing. The United States was was a fantastic, it was the number one manufacturer of, of automobiles and all this stuff. We kind of went through that and then we kind of lost it. We sold it off. It's all gone. Now we're in this business phase where it's like, all right, now we're selling items to people because, and we have to market them. We have to create a need for these items and the people will want them and they'll have to buy them. Okay. That's, that's where we're at right now. And Walmart was, was, was the first one up the, up the mountain. It was the, uh, innovative, right. And, and Target and Choco, and they businesses. all did the same thing. Now, you know, we are, you and I are, are part of the generation where it's still kind of part of that, but I think the next generation, okay, which we are the parents of, have have sway over that generation because they see what we do and they're going to emulate that. And we've seen that, okay, you know what? Yeah, that was innovative, and it and it brought a lot of goods to a lot of people, and it and it helped a lot of people with their lives. Okay, it gave jobs to people, and it. I mean, it was doing these evil things along the way too. I'm talking about like stores like Walmart and whatnot when they come in and you know squash out the small stores, but they brought. They brought goods in that would not have normally been there, and they brought them in cheaper so that more people could have. That's very true. No, a better. Okay, now here's the point. Now that we see that, you know what? Maybe that's not the best business. Maybe the fact that, you know, we're 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 uh, buying goods from Walmart, which is the number one retailer in the world, and it has a million outlets, and and uh, you know the all the all the, the Walton kids are worth twenty billion dollars each. Maybe that's not the best business plan because there's a lot of poor people in this country. There's a lot of people that live below the poverty line. And here are all the Walton kids, and they're worth $20 billion each. That is an a, a, a un, uh, it's a misappropriation of wealth, as far as I'm concerned. 
okay? And inevitably, you're going to have that in a capitalistic system, but it shouldn't be necessarily to that extent. So, here we are. We can we see that, and we can say, you know what? We are going to be the business leaders of the future, and we are going to take that business plan that did that kind of thing, and we're going to say, you know what? We're going to change it, and we're going to evolve it into something, and I'm not even sure what that might be yet, but this has happened with, with uh, systems of government, this has happened with societies, system of, uh, systems of organization with people. Look, we used to have nomadic tribes where they just kind of floated around and, you know, and then it turned into hunters gatherers and then it turned into agriculture and then, and now we have these societies, you know, that oh, everything's dependent on itself and it all evolved because people said, well, no, they used to do this, but, you know, maybe that wasn't the best way to do things. And I think what happened, it, it, and here I'm going, I'm, I mean, I'm making all kinds of crazy metaphors and whatnot, but it used to happen a lot slower, okay? It had, that took thousands of years to do this. Now, we're living at such a fast you know, information is, is transferred at such a fast rate. We're living our lives and everything's got to be fast, fast, fast. So this business plan, if we can get in there and crack the nut of the rich guys that 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 have have the politicians in their back pocket and have a lot of lobbyists in the government that that keep this whole thing up in the air, we can kind of crack into that and say, you know what? The people want a better business plan that will will still give them a good price on stuff, but maybe not, you know, the huge selection of junk that we really don't need. We start focusing more on on really important stuff. Instead of like, you know, confusing people with all kinds of stuff, marketing all this different shit, having warehouses full of stuff that nobody ever buys, and then having this, you know, whoops, so what are we gonna do with this? You know, all oh, the government will subsidize this because it was it's a, now it's a tax write-off because nobody bought it and you know, it's stuff like that. Okay, well, I think we can move forward into the future and look at the at the Walmart of the past and kind of create a business plan for the future that 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 will more represent what we are looking for and 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 maybe be a little more personal and give a, and and you know what a, a really good metaphor for it is is the farming okay you look 100 years ago in the United States probably 80% of the people lived on farms at least in the Midwest right well all of a sudden the the big the big farms started to come in and they started buying up all the land and saying get out of here you know you, you don't belong here there used to be you know the families with 10 12 kids not how many people live on farms anymore like five percent ten percent i don't know okay when i was a kid there was a i, I went i lived in stevens point we lived in a rural part of stevens point i knew a lot of farm kids i don't know what there is now though not much i mean there's there's still quite a bit in wisconsin but there's a lot more people moving to the cities you know well, okay. Look at look at the uh, look at the immigration uh, back in the 1800s over to New from from other countries to New York. What did the people do in those other countries? Yeah, okay. Ireland, the big potato famine. Oh, there was a big potato famine. All right. Oh, we got no more potatoes. They're not growing because there's no rain. Oh, what are we gonna do? Let's go to America. It's wonderful. That's all. Oh, lots of land over there. What they do? They got off the boat. Oh, let's go farm some potatoes. No, they started working in shoe factories and slaughterhouses Did and they ever... got the shit kicked out of them because they didn't know any better and they ended up working 40 hours they, they were worse off here Did you ever see the hands that built America? No yeah, Me neither But I'm sure that's a lot <laughs> It's about Irish people coming across Great cut, the boat. man That was a great uh, segue yeah, there. I don't know It was all about Irish people <laughs> and you know coming over to New York Actually I've been kind of blathering on there a little bit Anyways You probably have to edit a lot of that out because it's kind of <laughs> No, no, it's all that's No, cool. no I, 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 I stopped and had to think and it just it didn't come together um, 
That's a very optimistic thank opinion. Thank you. Uh, that me? Are you uh, saying I'm optimistic? No, no way. No, you had a very optimistic opinion that our children will be able to learn from the mistakes of our parents. Our parents being kind of these money hoarding greed mongers. But materialistic. Materialistic. Yes. I just think I mean, I my parents aren't. Your parents aren't. Well, no. I think no. actually this generation that we're part of is. But we're, we're realizing it ourselves. That's how fast evolution is going now. It used to be the kids would look at the parents and say, oh my God, that was horrible. I'm changing. I'm not going to do what they did. I feel now like it's like we go through a midlife crisis and we're like, holy crap, what did we do when we were young? This is, you know, we well, can't live yeah. our lives this way. I because feel the information technology age is, is so fast that we, that we learn from our mistakes and we evolve. In fact, if you know anything about evolution, what do you think about evolution? It's a long, slow process that takes millions of years to have a, no that's bullshit what well, happens it, it is, is and there's it there's every now and then it takes a leap boom yeah bang all well, of we, a sudden we learned that from x-men there you go well there you go there you go <laughs> every now and then all every now and then you gotta evolve a, a little bit no every my, my now point and then is, everybody's got take it from like a smaller scale Okay, so I'm me, and uh, I, I have a decent lifestyle. Me. I'm me. Wait a uh, minute, who's you? I get offered a job that pays me more money, and I say, okay, great. I'm making more money. Uh, I can make a little bit of extra payments on my mortgage, and I can buy a motorcycle. I like motorcycles. You I'm have a motorcycle. No, I sold it. You sold it? Yeah. Oh, that's right. I helped you push it up the road. <laughs> How much did you get for that? It's 125 I don't want to talk about it. Anyways, I'm going to buy a motorcycle, dude. So I buy, a buy another one? Uh, eventually. Well, yeah. then, this is that's my point. Kind of $20,000 okay. motorcycle in this garage. He's like, dude, let's go ride. And I'm like, I'm not going to buy a $20,000. No, no, I'm not I'm going to buy a $4,000. Yeah, thing, exactly. You know, exactly. But, but, he, but, but listen, he, hear me out. Okay, so I buy that $4,000 motorcycle. I'm happy with it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm making more money. And uh, I find this house up north on a lake. It's for sale. It's within uh, a reasonable amount. So I buy this house. And then I get a raise or a promotion or a bonus, right? And I say, you know what I need at the cabin? Hot jet skis. Jet oh, jet skis are fun. So I get some jet skis. You know what you need? You know what you need? Hold you know what you need? You need a nice, a nice uh, condo down in Florida. No. Like that you could spend some time with. You know, in the winter time, just say. No, here's what you do. My grandparents have one of those. You you you, you buy the you pay for the condo fees. You own it year round, okay? But they rent it out year round. So you're you're paying the mortgage on it, but you're gonna own the thing. You're raking money. And if anytime you say, oh, I I'm part of this this uh, community down there, I can go down there and stay for free. Okay, but but hear me out. Okay, so I'm, but I'm playing the devil's advocate because you should, you're you're actually going against it. You're playing right into what I'm trying to say. Though. I know. I was making it. I got the motorcycle. I got the jet ski. I got the North Cap. Goods. I buy the fishing big in a material world. I buy a whole bunch of fishing poles. I'm having a good time. And then uh, I decide, you know what? I, I, I really like to do some off-road driving. There's a bunch of roads up north near my cabin. They're all dirt the and You know what? I'm going to get myself a trooper. Four-wheel drive trooper. I'll get a beetle, dude. So I buy... My point is I get all of this stuff. At what point do you have enough stuff? Or at what point do you say, okay, all of a sudden... I, I'm okay, should I respond to that? Sure. Okay, it's it's here we go, folks. It is the fundamental interconnectedness of all things. The point that I was making about the business, and the point you brought up about how Walmart started out as a small company and then it started spreading and spreading. When did it get enough? Well, it got so big that the people that were um, that were frequenting the Walmart started to feel 
awful, like a, like kind of a, a malaise when they went in to shop at Walmart because it was so big and so impersonal and that the money that they were spending there was going somewhere else. At least the, the, the smart people that had their eyes open like you and me, you know. Honestly, the reason I, the main reason I stopped shopping at Walmart is because every Walmart I've ever been into has been like this overcrowded, cramped, just packed with shit. Is that the only the reason? To the so you don't, you don't feel kind of like, eh, you don't feel kind of dirty shopping there? I do now, but like, okay. then, then, impetus for me to stop shopping there was because like, I just felt like this is a dirty store. I'd rather go to Target. Target's like brighter and all right. Okay. So, all right. But get back in mind. But then I learned. Me. I'm sorry. I learned about their politics and how they kind of exploit their overseas. And kind of reinforced my Back into the, uh, into the, to the, uh, what, what you were talking about about how when, when you know, Walmart sort of is a small thing, sure. got bigger, and bigger. It's the same thing when we start getting material objects and we start we, we start amassing them and hoarding them and it's like oh then I need the bolt and I need another jet ski and I need I need this and I need that when does it stop well it stops when we realize wow I have so much stuff that I can't even enjoy it <laughs> yeah and, okay. and then and you and you go for a walk down State Street and you see these kids walking around and they they probably get by on you know five thousand dollars a year and they're and you're like wow I I'm probably worth five million bucks you know and you you just start you you as a human being you know and I think this is I think this is kind of where religion comes in okay religion is kind of a um, before it's, you get into religion no I'm just I'm not gonna get into it I'm okay. just gonna I'm making a metaphor I'm, I'm I'm saying that religion is kind of a, a gauge for for morality okay for people that do not have that built in. I think a lot of people have willpower and, and morality built in, but there's a lot of people also that don't. In fact, I think most people don't. The, the, the majority of the people don't. So they need religion to tell them. And that's, that is, folks, another fundamental interconnectedness of all things because religion does the same thing. Religion started out as small things where people are like, oh, this is a wonderful idea. This Jesus guy has some great ideas about how to treat his fellow human beings. He turned into an icon, an American, he turned into an Israelite American. idol. European. And so everybody loved him, and all of a sudden these people started worshiping him, and it became this whole God thing, and then there was dog, there was dogma, and now people can't live without it. But now it's now you look and talk to people, hey, how religious are you? Nah, you know, it's kind of going full circle again, where it's like, it's it gets too big and too far, and then you start feeling, it starts feeling bad. It, you start feeling this, uh, it's bad, and then you kind of back away from it and look for something else. Let me let me take. So all three of those things are connected. The Walmart thing, where it gets too big, you feel bad about it, and you say, wait, let's let's start focusing more on our, you know, on our community. The uh, the the material goods. Oh, I get too much stuff. You start feeling bad about it, and you and you start backing off and saying, wait a minute, you know what? I can live more. Look at the, the gun. On Golden Pond, or what, what was his name? Henry I, David Thoreau, where he, yeah. he was like, he was a famous writer, a professor in New York. He said, I'm going to take a couple years and just live on a you know, shack. And, and he said that it was the best time. I mean, seriously, okay. when we go camping, what do we do? We, we subtract ourselves from all this material shit and we get back in touch with ourselves. And you feel so much better for it. And it's the same with the religion. It, it started right. out as a all small right. thing, got all too right. big, and now we're kind of backing off. So those are the three, those fundamentally interconnected small things. Let me geek up your analogy just a little bit. Have at it. What you just said uh, a little while ago about it's enough, you've gone too far when you don't have enough time to enjoy your stuff. Or you, you said something like that along those lines, right? 
So, have you ever played the game The Sims? The Sims yeah, is. Well, I watched Jody. Play okay, it. The Sims is a computer simulation for those of you out there that don't know. Of where, of course, you know what The Sims are. Where you've got these characters. Yeah, I heard is really good. You know, there's a, the Sims where you've hold on, where you've got people and you walk them around their house. You, so there's oh, like different hat. There's some, He's having sex with who? Hold on. There's some basic things that you have to take care of. You got to make sure that your character is clean, happy, uh, and relationships. You know, whatever. He's got these basic things. When I first got the game. I played it, and you only are allotted so much money. So say you're allotted like $15,000. And with that $15,000, you got to buy a house or rent a house or whatever, and you have to furnish your house. So my first Sims character, the one that I had the most fun with, had a couch, this little tiny TV, and like a computer. And so I had these these three things that I could do with my character. I could have him sit on the couch. You can do anything with a computer. I could have him watch TV. Or I could have them play the computer. So then my character started making more money and more money, and I bought him a hot tub, and I bought him a grill, and I bought him like a pinball table and a train set. And all of a sudden, hold on, this 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 exemplifies your your point. And let me tell you what. Because some whiskey. <laughs> you can't buy booze in the city. Uh, David, you need to get the, the expansion pack. What happened is is Johnny all, Walker expansion pack for the Sims. All of a sudden, my character in the game had no time to play with all of his stuff. I had all of this stuff in this house. I, I built additions onto the house, more rooms to fit all of the stuff, his weight bench, uh, his aquarium. Tool shed, tools. He had tools, he had all this stuff. And so, like, in The Sims, you go to work, and then you come home. That's spectacular. Thank God that's not my Did microphone. Did you say spectacular? And all of a sudden, okay, so just to geek up your point, in the simulation, moving away from that cloud, in the simulation, I just did not have enough time to play the with these simulated. No, they don't. Uh. Anyways, let's change the topic. No, 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 no. I, great. I have a different topic that I want no, to talk about. No, I, I, we used to wrap that up, though, because, oh, okay. because uh, you know what? What you just said really did uh, put a nice frilly bow on top of the package that I delivered. Even the simulations that they write So you gotta agree with me. It's the, it's the fundamental interconnectedness it's, of all things. I, I just connected all those things. All three of those things and they, it makes perfect sense. Alright folks, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, it's been a short show. No, no, no. I got one for you. Well, let's, let's, uh, wait. Only did like 30 minutes. I got one for you. Now... <laughs> I don't know if you're going to be into this topic, but, but I'm going to try you out on it. Crack horse? It kind of, it kind of goes gets parts and parcel with what we're, part parcel with what parcel? we're talking about. With the whole uh, materialism. So. You do the part, I'll do the living in a material world. No. Living in a material world. That's the Indian version. I am living in a squishy world. Alright. <laughs> Here's what I want to know. Are you ready for this one? I am very prepared to hear anything you have to say to me, my friend. I, I, I can't even do it. I'll give you I'll, a hand. I, I can't do it. Now. <laughs> I'll have to save it for next week. <laughs> no, I'm... I'm Okay. I, I don't think you're ready for this I'm, This topic. I'm, I'm, I'm so ready. <laughs> Are you ready? It, no. it very well could be a short topic. 
<laughs> Has it been in the icy cold bathtub? <laughs> what? It's not a kidney. Okay. Uh, no, I'm. I'm not. This is. This is. This His barley wine is, is pretty potent shit. It's limited edition, folks. I mean, if you can get yourself out to the store and buy yourself some 2008, uh, what, 25th? This year marks the 25th, 25th re release of uh, Bigfoot. Our award winning barley wine boasts a fruity bouquet, an intense flavor palette, and a deep reddish brown color. Its big maltiness is supremely balanced by a wonderfully bittersweet happiness. Okay, do you like horror movies? I know you don't, but do you like horror movies? I like Shaun of the Dead. Oh, oh, perfect! I keep forgetting perfect. to bring you those buttons, dude. Somebody, oh. I, 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 made a bunch of really cool buttons for Shaun of the Dead, uh -huh. and somebody ordered a bunch of them online, uh -huh. and I packed them all up, I shipped them off, and it, they all came back. So yeah, I have like, I have like eight or something, and they're all really cool. Okay. Yeah, I, I keep forgetting to bring them over. Though. Well, Shaun of the Dead is kind of a parody of the zombie genre. That's exactly what I want to talk about. Uh, yeah, you were writing a, a, a screenplay, which you know, I've got like zombies. six stories that I've started, like the first four chapters of a zombie novel. You know what? That's maybe. perfect because then you just tie them all together, change Eventually, a couple of things. Maybe I'll try and tie them all together. I've, yeah. I've got ideas about. I mean, basically, this year—not this year, but this kind of like this era right now that we're in, the last four or five years has all been about zombies. There's been numerous zombie movies that have come out in the theaters. Uh, zombie novels have been written. Blah 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 blah. Well, yeah, but, why, but, why the obsession with zombies and how, you, how they represent, you know, the, 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 know my, the, the my subliminal... Yeah, sure. My fascination with zombies is like... You're a necrophilia? No. It represents, like, the total end of everything. Uh, everything changed. I mean, if, if the world was infested by zombies, everything that we know, everything that we do, everything that we are, stops. There's no more Walmarts. There's no more politics. I think politics would play a very strong role at the very beginning of a so-called zombie infestation. But once the zombie infestation came to fruition, any sort of semblance of government would be gone. Any sort of semblance of control would be gone. So to me, that's like a very scary thing. So you take a Jason movie, right? Jason infests Camp Crystal Lake. Well, great. I'm, I'll move to Ohio. Ah, there. I'm away from the threat. But if you have a zombie threat, the zombie threat is... What about Freddy? It's everywhere. Well, he invades dreams. My question is this: a zombie infestation, or any sort of like 28 days? What was that? that 28 was, days later. That yeah. was pseudo zombie. It was kind of like a. I like Blair Witch Project actually. That, that was a pretty good. Good enough to do zombies, but take right, any sort of post-apocalyptic. Did you ever see uh, the movie The Day After? Mm. Oh yeah, where they had to like trek through the it, everything. Snow. It was snowing, and that's, they had to, they the, had to find the people no, in the, that, in the that's, museum. That's the day after. Oh. But anyways. The day after is a, about an accidental nuclear launch in the US. It doesn't really matter. What matters is take any sort of post-apocalyptic uh, condition. Nuclear war, zombie infestation, virus outbreak, whatever you want it to be. Uh, and say you're a survivor. What I'm a survivor. Do you try, I mean, do you continue to try to live? In, 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 in a zombie oh, fuck yeah. Okay, so, but let me, let's just go through the scenarios. In a zombie infestation, 
you live through the, uh, the first few weeks where it's all happening and it all goes down and you finally realize, okay, there are no more grocery stores, there's no more gas stations, my car doesn't work, uh, I, I barricaded myself in my house, I got lots of food, whatever. Okay, hold on, wait, I'm not done yet. Uh, in a zombie, or not, not I'm sorry, a, a nuclear holocaust, you've lived through the blasts, right? The nuclear winter, you've, you've barricaded yourself in your basement below like the nuclear winter or whatever for a couple of months and you're safe. But when you emerge, there's no gas stations, there's no the, Walmart, the, the, uh, there's a There's a movie like that. Uh, the, well, there's the I Am Legend. No, no, the, 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 uh, the, the Something of Man. The Brother of Man, the, the River of Man. No, it's a couple years old. Uh, there was a lot of fighting and shooting in it, but it was like... Okay, but let me get to my point. My point is, is that you survive the initial thing, but as you go through your life now, at every turn, there is something that's going to get you. Whether it be a zombie or some nuclear fallout or a possible exposure to the virus, the whatever your post Aliens probing your sure, penis. Sure, alien, aliens anus. land uh, uh, a la Independence Day. Allah, Allah is always chasing me. Allah, no, no. Alana. Aliens <laughs> land, and instead of uh, 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 Jeff Goldblum and, and, and uh, Will Smith flying up to the mothership and uh, infecting right, them okay. with the virus. So that's your obsessive thing with zombies. It's the uh, post-apocalyptica. My question is like, lip, lip, lip. I, I watch these movies, and my real question, my, my thought is, is like, you're alive, and it's great to be alive, right? That's what we do. Fuck yeah. But, and every, you fight, you fight, you fight, you fight, you fight. This is something that Carlos says. He says, you know what? Your whole life is just all about fighting. Well, know? okay, you know what the thing is? The most important thing, you know what? The, you know what drives you to do every single thing you do? You shop at Walmart, you don't shop at Walmart. You buy a computer, you don't buy a computer. You drink a beer, you don't drink a beer. You get in your car, you go to work, you have a baby. You know what it is? It's preservation instinct. Number one. That's what counts. Yourself. You are out there to preserve yourself. And when you have a kid, all right, you strive to do that. If you get down to the base, the serious base reality about human existence, about any existence, animals, because you can base our existence on animals, it's about preservation instinct. Okay? A mother gorilla... Right, she'll fight to the death for her her cubs, you know what? But if those cubs do get killed, taken away in the middle of the night, she'll go and have some more cubs. And okay. she'll fight for those cubs. And she'll fight to keep herself alive so she can have those cubs. It's about procreation, keeping your, your species alive. But first and foremost, before getting jet skis and before <laughs> doing anything, having That's a the point having is a is that if this whole thing happens, there are no jet skis. It's the about self-preservation. It's okay. about self-preservation. A lot of these movies and a lot of these books that deal, uh, and um, at this point, more talking about zombies because I don't read any other books that deal with apocalypses or, or viruses. They deal with an adventure, one particular event in these people's lives where something happens. Obviously, you know how a story is written, and they overcome the unsurmountable odds and they survive. But what happens tomorrow? Huh? I don't have the internet. There's a there's a movie. It's it's, it's like the, the something of man. I didn't like it at first. But my no. point is, is what if every month you're overcoming insurmountable odds? I mean, at what point do you say, for God's sakes, I, you know, That's I'm, just gonna, All right. I'm just going to lay down and take a nap, no. and if a zombie comes and bites me on the neck, fuck it. I'll have a good rest. Okay. Can I? All right. I'm going to talk a little bit here now. Ready? Yeah, I, I really got to pee. If you, uh, you, I've, you... I've had to pee for a while. Can you pontificate while I, while I, while I, I can hear you. Go, go. All right. Just go. All right. I can hear you. Um, 
I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, post-apocalyptic zombies and, uh, uh, what the hell was I going to say? Uh, I don't remember. Zombies, oh, post-apocalyptic, uh, I don't remember, folks. I have no idea. I can't tell you what I'm thinking about. I'm just thinking about this barley wine and it's running through my mind. It's feeling mighty fine. Yeah, I'm thinking about some reggae music right about now. I want to listen to some reggae music. Anybody listen to some reggae music? I can probably find some here. Let's see. Oh, no, it's not working. Come on. Hey, 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 hey. Alright, we're going to have to dub in some reggae music here. Dub, hey, dub, dub is good. It's on pause, isn't it? Is it pause? We can pause it. We can, we can edit this out. I was going to say. I'm losing my mind. I'm losing my mind. Oh, so something about post-apocalyptic uh, zombies or something. Um, hmm. I, I totally forgot what I was going to say, man. I honestly totally forgot what I was going to say. I have absolutely no month clue. Month to month. Okay, you're, being, you're, you're overcoming insurmountable odds. Oh, I just remembered exactly what I was going to say. All right. Now go away again. I'll remember. Oh. I'll, no. <laughs> okay. Look back. A thousand years, ten thousand years, fifteen thousand years. Oh, right, there's a new okay. movie out. Ten thousand BC. Okay, that's a ridiculous movie. But I see where you're going. talk about your insurmountable odds. Okay, the okay. average lifespan for the Homo sapiens was probably twenty years. They were fighting. Look at look at deer. What kind of a life do they have? Look at the antelope on the plains of Africa. Boom! They're shot out of their mother. They have to run within five minutes, or they're going to get killed. Okay. And they're running their entire life. They get to eat scrabbly little grass. They probably, I mean, half of them die from starvation or from from water, from dehydration because they can't find the water all the time. If they do find the water, crocodiles take them down. But they go and they go and they push and they push. Self-preservation, all right? It's all about self-preservation. It's you push and you push. And you know what? This zombie thing, no, you don't lay down and die. We would because we're soft pansies. We're pussies. Because we've had it all handed to us on a silver platter. Okay. All right? That's why we, that's what, all right. And I was, all right, here's the thing. I just watched this documentary about this Wild Bill Hickok, okay? And uh, Wild Bill Cody, I don't remember his name. Bill Bill Cody, the Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill, that was it. Not Bill Hickok, because I got in a conversation with somebody else about Bill Hickok. He was a different guy. Anyways, Bill Cody, okay, he was a, kind of a Wild West guy, all right? He was a, he was a Civil War veteran. And he had nothing better to do but go out and shoot some Indians and whatnot and, and shoot some buffalo. And he did that for a while, and he kind of got sick of it. But then he found out that on the East Coast in New York, there's a lot of immigrants. And they were, like, kind of hungering for, for some of this Wild West business because they thought that's what America is about, you know. So he created this circus, this, this show that he took on the road, and he would show these people this wonderful... Um, you know, Portrait of the West, where he built up a... Oh, that was liquid, man. That was just bad. <laughs> no, keep going. I hear you. So what what happened was these, these people were, were looking for an outlet. They were looking for, for, for something that was wild and adventurous, you know? I don't know how that ties into uh, the whole... No, I understand. ...post-apocalyptic thing, but I, I totally you see what I'm saying, saying about 10,000 years do. ago, how tough life was, but they didn't know any better. They didn't know any better, so they just kept on keeping on because that's all they knew. We, on the other hand, know better. And so it frightens the hell out of us to think that, whoa, we might not have enough food tomorrow. Right. Or we might not have a place to stay tomorrow. That's why, you know what? I've always had this this uh, secret little wish. And you know what that is? 
I could fly. No, <laughs> I, I wish I wish I could teleport. Like that movie Jumper. Going from Damn it, Jim. <laughs> you know what? No, my very first I, I, I wish I would I just like a color like, television get on a bus that had no sound sitting on top of a black and white television that did have sound that had a headphone jack that I plugged into my stereo right so if you wanted to if you wanted to watch TV you turned on the color TV then you turn on the black and white TV and if you wanted to watch channel 3 you turn both televisions to channel 3 you turn the volume up on the stereo and you had some sort of pseudo stereo television experience I mean to go from that to like a 33 inch television was just like at the time was like oh my gosh I don't know how I lived without this big 33 inch television but you know what did you watch? all of a sudden it's like Do you it's what you watch? on those old televisions or the 33 inch television either yeah I watched a lot of Ricky Lake show on those old well I, I worked 4 p.m. to 1 p.m. irregardless irregardlessly irregardlessly We've divulged, divulged uh, into Eric playing with the guitar, so this podcast, I think, is over. So Jeremy was uh, really excited about uh, getting a big 33-inch TV so he could watch Ricky Lake. Does no, that no. tell anything about you, folks? Does that tell you? I didn't watch Ricky <laughs> Lake on the 33-inch television. I watched Ricky Lake on the color TV, oh. black and white television combination. Thing that I built. But see, but that point, was my point. Your no, point wait, wait, is, wait, is wait, it's more yes. fun doing shit to amass the stuff than, than to, to sit there and get entertained it. by it. So, like, hallelujah. So I've often, not lately, because I've got a but a few years back, I have often thought about, you know what? Let me just fucking sell all of this shit that I have. Or just get rid of it. Or eBay it. Or Goodwill it. Have a hundred bucks in my pocket. Jump on a bus and start a Get a job somewhere. Have that black and white TV. You know. And now why do you have a TV? Well, whatever. You fucking know. Learn, to, learn to grow carrots. Right, fine. Whatever. I mean, you know? Have a transistor radio. Have a, no, a CD. Whatever. Not even a... What do you need that? What do you need entertainment for? Learn to play the guitar really well. Just say, this I'm going to get rid of... This thing I'm going to get rid of everything. You just have my guitar. And I'm just going to learn to play the guitar. And you know what? That's where some of the best musicians oh, came I, from. I absolutely. guarantee it. I bet you Bob Dylan doesn't watch much American Idol. Well, he's, he's kind of an exclusive case. Well, at my point, Phil Lesh, Jimmy Hart, none of those guys. Alright, so whatever. Zombies, post-apocalypse, do you lay down and die? It's, uh, it's, We're it's, soft, maybe we do. Yeah, because it's all built, it's hardwired into us because we, we have this strive to exist, to continue. You know and what? that is the that is the most fearful thing we can possibly imagine is, well, undead. Because first of all, alright, another thing that religion is around for, besides the fact to give willpower and morality to people that don't know enough to, to like bubble it up within themselves is to put fear of fear to people because what do people fear more than anything else and that's death so when religion comes along and says oh it, when you die if you believe in this religion and you give money to it and you abide by it then Jesus will be your savior and you will meet your your uh, 
your grandparents up there and you'll all be happy walking on streets of gold when you die. So there's nothing to worry about. And you know what? Fear motivates people more than anything else. Fear and greed. And that's exactly what this administration has done to drive the American people into a war that we don't want, we don't need, we're losing money, we're losing people, you know, Americans. It's fear. Fear and greed. Oh, the terrorists. And you know what? What's really sad is that that has been the modus operandi for the American government for years. The whole Red Scare, the whole communism shit, the whole, oh, the Bay of Pigs, the, 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 all of it, the McCarthyism, it's just all fear, 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 and greed. Marketing, oh, you should have, you don't have this, you need this, you need a better car, you need this and that. And so people, people get driven, they're driven for that, you know, and it's all hired, hardwired into us, you know, the need to exist and if we, and if, and the, and the, and the fear of death. Those two things, fear and greed, the need to exist and to, ha and to, and to live and to, and to improve our existence and the fear of death. Greed, death, greed, and fear. Okay, so we got about five Materialis minutes left. Materialism let me, let me and, and this fear. Conversation. We have about five minutes left. Uh, what do you think death is like? What is it like? With five minutes left. What is it like? I don't know. You know, it's, it's, it's so difficult. I like, all right, I'll tell you what, it, I'll tell you. I, you, I still. You've done enough talking. Alright, alright. You're done with that beer? Holy fuck, do you want some of mine? Yeah. It's so hard for me to imagine what death would be like because we spend all of our lives being alive, right? And so being alive is taking in uh, uh, sights and sounds and experiences, etc. To go from that to just nothing is almost inconceivable. I don't even know how to how to anticipate. I guess you can't anticipate it. Why do you want to anticipate it? I don't know. It's Enjoy. Just... It's like saying, um, you know, this is this is one of the metaphors I always like to use when when kids say, oh, we should go on vacation here, we should go on vacation there, and and a lot of other people say, oh, we're here, we're there. it's like you know what? It's it's not always about the destination. It's more about the journey. Oh yeah, I agree with that. There, I just summed it up. That's it. We're done. Good night, folks. <laughs> happy Halloween or happy so Easter. Life, life. Say hi to Jesus Somebody when he rises. Somebody else has already said that. Life is all about the journey. Yeah, it's probably John God. Lennon or it's gotta be a song John or Stewart or something. Somebody has said life. No, but I, I guess that I guess that actually makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. So does that mean that the sum core of your life is sitting on your deathbed going, I do this? Well, they say, I you know, the, the stereotype is your life passes before your eyes. So you're like, oh, you categorize a all recap. the things. No, I. All right, but <laughs> what? Second highlight reel. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. it's, the, it's the gag reel, folks. It's the Easter egg. <laughs> Wait a minute, this is the outtakes. I hated every moment of no this. No way, part. man. I, that, you know what? I could watch a whole movie and be like, yeah, it was all right. You watch the outtakes. If there's a gag reel, man, I'll be like, okay, that made it worthwhile. <laughs> I might even buy the DVD if it's got a gag reel, but if it doesn't, no fucking so way. So please, God, if you're up there, make sure yeah, that the highlight gag reel. is the gag reel. Hell yeah. I'm all about the comedy, man. Every time I slipped and fell and every time somebody well, how do you fun of me. Personally, do you do you feel that way? What? Do you do you like look if there's a gag reel and do you like to remember the funny things and the happy times? Or do you kind of go, wow, there was all these really... There was like, oh, what, what's his name? The, the guy that, that made the, the seventh seal. You know the the the, the brewmaster from the from the uh, uh, the, the movie uh, Strange, Strange Brew. Brew. What was his name? He, oh. he made all these weird, dark movies from Iceland or something. Do you remember those times when you're like sitting alone, or, or do you like you think, oh man, that was a blast, or like you know when an evening is done, 
and you've had a great night. There was a party. You went to a party. Do you remember those lulls where you kind of sat there and, and had little paranoid thoughts and, and kind of thought, oh, yeah, it's kind of dark. Or do you remember the time when that, when that kind of that cute girl kind of, you know, you had a really good conversation and you talked about something and all of a sudden you had, oh, you played that one game on the Commodore 64. Dude, I remember playing that game and that was so cool, you know. I mean, you that's that's what you remember, you know. You either remember the emotional highs or lows. Right. Okay? And granted, yes, there's something to be said for, for have, you know, having a balance of that. But I have a tendency to, to really, I mean, I do come off as being kind of cynical. I do. But you know what? I'm I'm a pretty I'm a pretty upbeat guy. I, I like to have fun. I do. And it seems to me that I like to have fun almost a little too much. So people kind of say, oh, shut up. We're sick of you having fun. Well, okay. So then, I'll, then I'm cynical. Well, we're kind of sick of you being cynical. Well, maybe I'm just too emotional all the time and you just can't deal with me. I'm too real for you guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm too I'm raw. Right, right. I don't so know. you can only deal with me for an hour at a time and then I'm gone. You, you know? know, about the outtakes, it depends on the movie. I mean, there's movies that I really love. And all right. I'll, I'll watch the, the movies outtakes. was a metaphor for your life, right, Jeremy. Sure. So, if, if you're, if you're laying like, on your deathbed, what do you want to remember? I re- would want to remember the entertaining points of my life, which would probably be 70% humorous, outtakes, comedy, <laughs> gang reel. <laughs> you know, sure. There not? you go. I'm not going to remember the two hours I spent waiting in the emergency room or bullshit. <laughs> I'm going to remember that. I'm going to remember the time. <laughs> you're going to be like 90, you're going to be like, uh, we did a podcast. So you're going to be laying in the hospital. Just laughing. You're going to be like, oh, what are you laughing about? You're farted. I'm not even able to get that out. I'll be laughing so hard. You're like, you'll like, fart. That's, my la- that's the last thing I want to do before I die. Good night, folks. He's passing for me. Everybody gather around. I, he's, I'm like, he's got oh. He's got one last thing to say. Everybody. everybody. Or no. He's gone. Pull my finger. <laughs> I th- there's probably been a movie that ended like this. There's probably a Mel Brooks movie where he Everybody, was li- like Jesus was, on, come was up on the come cross. Around. My great granddaughter. Come here, I got one more here. thing to say to you. To my to my mother. No, that's my mother. To my daughter. To my granddaughter. <laughs> to, to my, my great granddaughter. <laughs> <laughs> to my son-in-law. To my nephew. To my uncle. I just have one truth that I need to bestow upon you before I leave this world. Pull my finger. Always. No. Never. <laughs> He's gone. Alright, well, uh. I've seen God and he asked me to pull his fingers. I saw God. (laughs) He turned around and farted on me. He said, here's a little present for you. Okay, well, uh, I think that'll do it for this week. (laughs) And on a good note. Salon Cheney walking with the queen Doing the werewolves of London I saw Lon Cheney Jr. walking with the queen Doing the werewolves of London I saw a werewolf drinking a pina colada at Trader Vic's And his hair was perfect